from the Allen Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Jalen Bridges, the rebound for the Bears. Up the floor to Cryer, no look pass to Bridges. What a great assist. Oh, Doctor, highlight pass, Bridges with the dunk. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank Central Texas, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. All right, if we are connected, the lights just went out wow. in the Farrell Center. There we had a burst of uh, electricity and everything flashed here on the table and all the lights went out in the Farrell Center at reminiscent of the heart of Texas Coliseum. Uh, well, and that was well before cell phones. <laughs> and what everybody has done in the arena is turned on the flashlight on their cell phone. So we've got, and we've got a little bit of electricity, so we've got some light. I remember heart of Texas Coliseum, you could not see your hand no, in front of your face. Exactly. All right, we are told, thank you, Aaron Sexton. We are still on the air. Well done, Bobby. Well done, Aaron. So we got to get lights going again here in the Barrel Center. Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Highlight cuts courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield, and welcome in on a Monday. Glad you're with us, John Morris, Aaron Sexton. Interesting twist to the game on Saturday, Baylor and Oklahoma State. You heard uh, uh, our call as it was happening from Saturday's second half. The lights flashed and went out in the Farrell Center. Then we started getting texts, like from you, Aaron, thanks for that, and from other people that... uh, Lights had gone out not just at the Farrell Center, but other places around town also. Uh, Then we got the word that it would be a 15-minute break as you wait for the lights to cool off. Then you come back on. They just can't turn right back on. This style, lights can't. They will in the new Foster Pavilion. But it'd be 15 minutes, so both teams went to their locker rooms, came back out, warmed up. And turn the lights back on, and we played basketball. Yeah, and so it, it was, was crazy. I, I still don't know exactly what happened. I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen like a report or anything. I haven't either. But we, it, you know, it the electricity flashed off here. Okay, for like a half second. Okay, and usually when that happens, <laughs> we're off. Like the yes. the board completely has to reset, which yes. takes two or three minutes, and so does the uh, computer that plays. It's we. The program's wide orbit, but the computer that plays the commercials yeah. and, and the opens and closes. But for some reason, it didn't, and it came right back on, luckily, with you and Pat. So we were able to keep keep it at the broadcast and not yeah. have to, you know, fill time with commercials or something like right. that. Well, actually, we couldn't have done anything until it reset. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it was. so it could have been a lot worse. We stayed on the air, and uh, <laughs> the Bears got a big win. Absolutely. That's the bottom line. No matter how you get there to get a big win, and Baylor did, and we're leaving town today. Men are for Lubbock, play Texas Tech tomorrow night at 8. That's, to me, the most shocking thing about all that is that it didn't knock uh, the computer off and your board off here at the station. Yeah, because literally every time that's happened before, 
everything has to reset. And right. it's been that that short right. before and everything reset. So I I don't know. It, it worked out well. I'm surprised, too, because <laughs> it, it's never happened to where the, we stayed on the air when that when that occurs. And so that's several levels of staying on the air because, you know, we kind of burped there at the Farrell Center but stayed on the air. And then from there it goes to uh, Learfield Studios. And obviously they didn't have a problem there. But right. There to satellite, satellite to here <laughs> and stayed on here. So uh, pretty amazing, really, that it stayed on through that. Yeah, that's everybody's equipment. Yeah. Just kept working right through a power surge that knocked off power to a lot of people including yeah. <laughs> including the Ferro center exactly yeah so uh, i started getting text uh from you you said you're still on i'm hearing you so that was good to know uh not that we would have gone off uh, the rails and <laughs> right started talking about anything and for you <laughs> aspiring broadcasters out there that is one of the like key rules if there's a yes. there's a top five rule it's Always act like you're on the air. Yes. No matter what. If you're in a commercial break, if if you think the power's off, it doesn't matter. You always act like you're on the air because if not, you can end up on the internet. Yeah. You know, people saying, he said what? Or laughing at something you did. So always, always act like that. Very good advice there. Uh, Mitch Thompson sent me a text and he said, yeah, the lights were out at at, uh, baseball and softball. And then who was it? Uh, uh, ben Hagen. It was either Ben or Trey Hagen's. They sent me a text and said, "Yeah, it's off uh, different parts of Waco, also." So that's the first time we knew it was off around town. But uh, immediately, Pat and I <laughs> uh, had the same thought about the night the lights went out at the heart of Texas Coliseum, <laughs> and it's been a long time ago. And so we started talking about that. And then after the game, as I mentioned that, or, or as we, Pat and I, mentioned that to several people, they said, yeah, like Drew Pittman, I said, yeah, this happened, HOT, 1982. And Drew said, yeah, I was one year old. <laughs> so yeah, he had no idea I, about yeah, I was, I, I remember vaguely, but I was, I was 10. Yeah, yeah. This one, though, worked out a lot better. You didn't, yes. it wasn't as long, and you didn't have the opposing team trying to leave, <laughs> their right. coach trying to get them to leave. Shelby Metcalf, to Shelby his Metcalf, credit, yeah. yeah. He said, I think we need to call this game. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and they were down big to Baylor. Of course. So you can't blame him for that. Uh, I, I think I remember there was some thought that he was just going to take his team, put him on the bus, and they weren't going to wait around, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Man, he was a character. Uh, yeah, very much. But that one was a much longer delay. That right. was about two hours. Um, and that was the, almost complete darkness, wasn't in, it? In, well, it was the heart of Texas Coliseum which had a reputation for being not well lit anyway. Right. <laughs> and then the lights go out and it was pitch black. I mean, you could you couldn't see the hand in front of your face. Mm. And that I wasn't doing radio, it was Pat and Frank and Craig Harper was the engineer and that piece of equipment that board uh had battery backup also, so they stayed stayed on the air the whole time. That's and, and, per, that 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 was I'm assuming a pretty impressive job by Frank Fallon. Not that I'm surprised, yes. but you know, yes. to be able to do that, stay on, yeah. and fill time for that long, <laughs> man, that that that's something. That that really is a feat. Pat heard uh, from a friend of his that was listening to the game in Dallas and heard him go off the air and was driving to Waco, got to Waco, got to the HOT before play resumed. So that's how long it was <laughs> right. off. Now, that's, that's a lot different than our 15-minute delay. <laughs> but we had Brad Livingstone on, and he was great. You know, Brad 
played basketball. President Livingstone played basketball at uh, Oklahoma State, so that was our opponent on Saturday. So Brad was really good, so it worked out fine. Yeah, and he won worked, the game. Yeah, so I was about to say it worked part. out really well because yeah. the Bears played one of their best games of the season and dominated a pretty good Oklahoma State team. Yep. A very good defensive Oklahoma State team. Yep. Baylor's mm-hmm. defense was really good. I, I think it was it was certainly Baylor's best all around game in conference play, maybe their best all around game all season. And that's saying a lot. You know, you got wins over UCLA and uh Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Yeah. So um that that was really good to see. Now they gotta take that on the road and play at Texas Tech coming up tomorrow night. All right, uh, coming up, uh, in fact, next segment, we will visit with Kristen Hankins from Baylor Athletics. Kristen is head of Spirit and Tradition. That is the uh, spirit squads, the song leaders, the cheerleaders, the mascots, all of that. And they have a neat deal coming up that we'll let Kristen tell us about. So we'll take a break and be back with that coming up in just a moment. Just getting started on a Monday. We will, uh, of course, recap the weekend coming up as well in Baylor Athletics. A win for the Baylor men, a tough loss for the women yesterday in Morgantown against West Virginia. So we'll recap all of that, look around the Big 12 coming up in just a bit. But Kristen Hankins joins us after a break. Hey, glad you're with us on a Monday. Stay tuned. We're back in a moment in the Allen Samuel Studios here on ESPN Central Texas. There you go. Welcome back. John Morris Show on a Monday, a holiday for some, some working. We are glad to be with you today. Hope you're enjoying the day. And remember the significance of MLK Day. Take a moment to uh, to just uh, uh, meditate or think about that uh, over the course of the day today. Back with us, as promised, we are joined by Kristen Hankins, Baylor's Director of Spirit and Tradition. She's working on a holiday, plus uh, taking time out to visit with us. And Kristen, thanks for being on with us. Absolutely. Good afternoon. I appreciate your time. Thanks very much. you got a big week ahead. you got a lot of things going on. Tell us, uh, yes. tell us what's coming up this week. Yes, we are super excited to have our first tryout clinic of the season this Saturday. We have a mascot, a cheer, and dance clinic this this weekend, excuse me, and we are looking for new members of our team for the 22-23 season. Wow, very cool. And this is, uh, so this would be for next year, right? You're setting up, yes. yeah, and getting getting your your squads filled for next year. Uh, what's involved in the tryout clinic? What does that look like? Absolutely. It is an opportunity for ninth grade through seniors to come and see what it would be like to be on one of the Baylor squads. They learn our amazing fight song that we do at every event that we attend. They learn specific stunts and technical elements that we are looking for in the tryout process. We go extensively over our game day techniques and things that you see when we're on the sidelines of McLean and the Feral and the various other appearances that we make. And then we just talk a lot about Baylor and what makes us different and wonderful and all of the things that Baylor has to offer. <laughs> That's really cool. That's a lot of good things to cover. So the, these would be available for ninth graders and up. 
Um, yeah. So, so what you're doing, you're you're recruiting for the future, right? I mean, you're getting them yes. kind of plugged in and uh, you know acclimated to what you do and the way you do it, and then maybe when it's time to go to college, hey, they end up at Baylor and they end up on one of your squads. Absolutely, we like to start when they are freshmen because. Nowadays, that's really when a lot of athletes start to look for those Mm. universities that they want to attend and want to start getting plugged in to the culture and what those universities offer. So we want to make sure that they come and have that great experience with us and continue to look at Baylor. Very cool. Is that different? I mean, has it, uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking, you know, ninth graders, some of them, you know, don't even think about college, but others (laughs) obviously do. But, you know, starting at that age or at that grade, Uh, really to start recruiting them. Is that different? It's not necessarily different, Mm -hmm. but I think that a lot of the schools these days really start to put that emphasis early because of some of the application processes being so early. Gotcha. Early admission and things like that at Baylor, early decision at Baylor. And so getting them prepared and starting to think about that is is a good time when they're freshmen and sophomores. Plus it gives them a a long period of time to work towards the skills and perfecting the skills they have and working towards maybe some that they don't quite have yet. Ah, Gotcha. That's cool. That's a great plan. All right. So this Saturday, the 21st, cheer and mascot tryout clinics and dance tryout clinics. Uh, If somebody says, Ooh, I'm interested in that. uh, Where could they find more information? You can find information on our BaylorBears.com website. You can also find all of the links on all of our social media. And you can also contact me via email, and I can get that information to people as well. Very cool. And I see on your list also you've got an all-spirit virtual clinic, a couple of those, one in March, one in April. (laughs) What's that like? They learn the same things that they would learn if they were to come to campus. However, we do have a lot of our athletes that come from out of state. And sometimes with busy spring schedules, competition schedules of their own, senior events of their own, they may not be able to come to campus to participate in those clinics. So we like to offer virtual options so that the most people can come and really experience what we do here. Very cool. I like that. That's a great option. And do you get good response, you know, from people, yes. you know, outside of uh, outside of Waco, maybe even outside of Texas? Yes, absolutely. Especially, again, since we do allow ninth grade and 10th grade right. to come, a lot of ninth grade and 10th grade, especially if they're out of state, do the virtual ones at first. And then as they get a little older, they start coming to the in-person ones. Nice. Very good. Kristen Hankins, our guest, Baylor Spirit and Tradition, uh, kicking off your 103rd year as a program. Uh, That's impressive. I mean, I don't know how many people know that, that, uh, you know, the Spirit Squads and, and your area has been around for 103 years. Yes, we are very much steeped in the wonderful traditions that Baylor has, and we're excited to continue that legacy in our 103rd year. Wow. And you tell me 95 members this year. Um, In some respects, I think, wow, that seems huge. But then I think about all the different events and, you know, all the different (laughs) sports. And sometimes I'm guessing even 95 members uh, spreads you kind of thin. It, it sometimes does. We are blessed to be somewhere where we are allowed to be a part of so much, not only with our athletic department, but within the university and really the Waco community. Mm-hmm. Being as large as we are has really 
enabled us to broaden what we're able to do in the Waco community with Mission Waco and No Limit and, and different organizations here in town that we, we love serving kind of in a different way. That is really cool. You know, I think about the Chamber uh, kickoff luncheon and the Chamber tip-off luncheon, yes. first pitch luncheons coming up next week. But I yes, think we'll about, yeah, oh, great, perfect, you know, and I think about y'all being there, and that's just another event where your groups are requested to be out in the public. Um, so there are a ton of those over the course of the year. Yes, there really are. And again, just having more on our roster has enabled us to to get to be at more of those. We do soccer, we do acron tumbling, we, we do all of the athletic things as well, and it allows us to be there full force for all of our wonderful teams that we have. Nice. So Very it's, good. It's definitely exciting. When, when someone tries out someone, be it male or female, when they try out, do they try out for a specific squad like cheer, uh, like, you know, like a mascot or dance, uh, or do they just try out and then you kind of place them in the best spot where they would fit? Typically by the time that they get to the tryout process, they know what team they're they're wanting gotcha um in the case of flyers sometimes our flyers on the cheer side we assign based on all girl or co-ed and where we think that they would be the best but outside of that typically you're going to come here for cheer you're going to come here for dance or you're going to come here for the bruiser and marigold program gotcha and the mascots, uh, gosh, they're so popular. Uh, I, I think <laughs> we're okay popular. in saying this on the air that you got to have uh, you got to have more than one, right? Bruiser and Marigold yes. out there. We have ten really incredible 10. student yes, student <laughs> leaders in our mascot security program. Oh, yes. that's cool. They, I mean, you know, the mascots are everywhere. They, they are. are definitely our most requested um, teams within the program, and they do everything from athletic and community and university, but they also do birthday parties uh, and weddings and things of that nature. Our, our Baylor alumni love to have them at their event. Very cool. And they, they do so well. Bruiser and Marigold both represent so very well. So pass yes. that along to them. Thank you. I will. And Marigold is actually gearing up as well as Bruiser for national. She's a back-to-back national champion. Ooh. So she's going to see if she can three-peat. Nice. So. When does that come up? Bruiser says not if he has anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> do they compete against each other? They do. Oh, my gosh. They do compete against each other. Oh, and Marigold's got the upper hand. When, when uh, do those nationals come up? That will be in April gotcha. once um, the NCAA tournament Final Four Championship, all of that stuff is over. Then the dance team and the mascot team head to nationals to compete for titles for themselves. Wow, very cool. Well, thanks for your time. I know you're busy today. you got a lot going on. And uh, tell everybody again about the tryout clinics that are uh, starting this weekend. Yes, we're excited about the tryout clinics this weekend. And then we have two in February, one in March and April. And get in touch with us. Look at us on social media, BaylorBears.com. And, and come see us. Very nice. Kristen, great job. Thank you very much. And uh, Sickum Bears, we'll see you soon. Sickum Bears. All right, thanks. Kristen Hankins, Baylor's Director of Spirit and Tradition. And you think about it, Aaron, I mean, all those events, you know, what if you had, what if you had a group of 12? You know, say your cheerleading group was, or your spirit squad was 12. There's no way they could get to all those events. They've got 95 that they spread around to all the different sports. And then all the community events on top of that. Yeah, I never even considered 
how much it is until yeah. you know we just talked to Christian. I had no idea they had that many that right. their number was ninety five. Wow! But, <laughs> I didn't need but they need them. It's yeah, great. Absolutely, they do a great job. I always try to say, uh, you know, uh, say thanks to them when I see them at the Farrell Center over the holidays. You know, I know that these are students and uh, and student athletes. Christian re- referred to them as athletes. Um, but a lot of them make the commitment to be here for games over the holidays, over Christmas, you know. I mean, class doesn't start at Baylor till tomorrow, so a lot of them could have had a long, long break, but they make the commitment to be here, and uh, we appreciate that. They certainly add to the uh, excitement and energy uh, at every sporting event. All right, thanks to Kristen Hankins being on with us, Director of Spirit and Tradition. Let's take a break. Let's talk hoops when we come back. Speaking of... How about Baylor and Oklahoma State? Big win for the Bears on Saturday in the Farrell Center. We are brought to you in part by Alliance Bank. At Alliance Bank, you'll find superior service and products to meet your financial needs. We're back after this here on ESPN Central Texas. Back with us, John Morris, Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuels studios. Thanks to Kristen Hankins for being on with us, Baylor spirit and tradition. You missed that. You need that information that she shared. Uh, check out the podcast on the web at SyntexSportsFan.com or on social media at 1660 ESPN. All of our local shows, local interviews available there on the web and on social media. We're brought to you in part by Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, on the web at alansamuelsdcj.com. All right, uh, men's basketball from the weekend. Uh, First off, uh, we'll look around the Big 12, but Baylor is back in the top 25. Bears are number 21 in the nation. They had been out for, was it one week or two? I think it was just the one. Just one week. Yeah. Okay. Out of the poll for one week, but back in at number 21 in the nation. Uh, 2-0 last week, the road win at West Virginia, the uh, home win against Oklahoma State on Saturday. So the Bears, number 21 in the nation. Top of the poll uh, stays the same. Houston, number one. Kansas, number two. Purdue is third. Alabama is fourth. Then the shakeup begins you realize that 11 ranked teams lost on Saturday in men's basketball? I saw that. It was a crazy, crazy day. Yeah, big time. So 11 uh, ranked teams lost leads to a big shuffle. UCLA is up to number five, up two spots. Gonzaga up two to number six. Texas up three spots to number seven. Uh, Texas uh, and Kansas at number two. So the Big 12 with two of the top seven teams in the nation. Uh, Xavier is number eight. Tennessee is nine. They lost to Kentucky on Saturday. Virginia is 10. Arizona 11. Iowa State at number 12. Cyclones went to Fort Worth and beat TCU. They move up two spots uh, to number 12 in the nation. K-State lost to K-State lost to TCU. I had that wrong, didn't I? Yeah, K-State lost at TCU and they dropped from 11 to 13. Iowa State won on Saturday and moved up two spots to number 12. TCU is number 14. So the Big 12 with uh, 2, 7, 12, 13, 14, and 21 this week. Six teams from the league in the top 25. Yeah, pretty impressive. But yeah. we've been talking about it, how you know how good the Big 12 is since basketball season started, and it's played out that way. Really showing up in these polls. UConn is 15, Auburn 16, Miami of Florida 17, Charleston is 18th. Clemson is 19th, Marquette is 20, 
Baylor 21, Providence 22, Rutgers 23, Florida Atlantic. I think I think I read in the poll for the first time ever at number 24. And Arkansas is number 25. Razorbacks were just setting the world on fire. And they are, I think they're one in four in SEC play now. Wow. And just hanging on, they're at number 25 this week. And I didn't see what they did this weekend, but Texas A&M has been red hot in the SEC. They started out 4-0, I believe. A&M's getting votes. They're not in the top 25, but they are receiving votes. So there's the men's basketball top 25 from the weekend. And uh, good to see Baylor back in, I think deservedly so. A couple of wins, one road win, one at home, and the Bears are back in at number 21 in the nation. Uh, Big 12-wise from the weekend. Aaron, anything uh, catch your eye from the weekend? No, just the parody that we thought we were going to have. We have. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody's going to have a couple of losses. I know Kansas doesn't have any yet, but, you know, they'll lose a couple of road games at least in Big 12 play. Uh, probably a road. Yeah. 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 Emphasis on road there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so coming up, uh, let's see, Eh, I don't have the schedule for tonight. Um, but we know Baylor will play at Texas tech coming up tomorrow and Kansas and Kansas state play tomorrow. So that'll be Jerome Tang's first taste of the, uh, sunflower showdown, Kansas and Kansas state comes up tomorrow. Our game in Lubbock, eight o'clock tomorrow night. Dangerous game. Uh, Texas Tech has some talent, but they are 0-5 in conference play. Played Texas on Saturday, lost by 2, 72-70. And uh, that's, that's, uh, it's just going to be tough. I mean, that just states the obvious, but it would be tough going to Lubbock where the Bears lost last year. In fact, were swept by the Red Raiders last year. Yeah, and this is a Texas Tech team that absolutely has to have a win. They that's are right. in the same that's position right. – that Baylor was, or actually a little worse now than Baylor was when they went to West Virginia. Yep, they're sitting at 0-5 and, and playing at home, so it, uh, it will be tough. We'll be uh, with you live from Lubbock coming up tomorrow. So there's a look around the Big 12 nationally and the men's uh, top 25 poll. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll look at the women's side. Plenty more to come in the hour. We are glad you're with us on a Monday. John Morris, Aaron Sexton, and headed out of town, headed to Lubbock as soon as we finish here this afternoon. Baylor and Texas Tech coming up tomorrow night. That is an 8 o'clock game tomorrow on the air at 7.30, tip-off at 8, here on ESPN Central Texas, and television on ESPNU. So not uh, I don't think there is a Big 12 Big Monday game tonight. I think it's MLK holiday, and they – hand that over to the NBA. But I think the big Monday games for the Big 12 begin next Monday. So, Yeah, Baylor and Texas. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Baylor and Texas next Monday to kick off Big Monday. All right, uh, we'll take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Back with this final segment, John Morris show on a Monday. Get out of town, uh, get out of town show. You might say as soon as we finish here, I'm headed to the airport and we are headed to Lubbock for the Baylor men versus Texas Tech coming up tomorrow. Talked about that. Talked about the men's side of the Big 12 Conference. Baylor back in the poll at number 21 this week. On the women's side, Baylor women and uh, Aaron, I uh, at this point don't see the top 25 poll yet. But Baylor was 18th a week ago. They were 0-2, and, 
I'm afraid that long, long streak, second longest active streak in the nation of appearances of weeks in the top 25, I'm afraid that's going to come to an end. Yeah, I've been looking to see if the new poll is out, and I don't see it yet. Oh, yeah, it is out. Got it. Okay. Um, Give us the bad good news. South Carolina is still number one, followed by Ohio State, LSU, Stanford, and Connecticut. That's the top five as far as the Big 12. Oklahoma is 15. Iowa State is 18. Texas is 25, and Baylor has dropped out. Mm, golly. So, first time in... I think it's right in saying first time in a decade. I'll double check that. Yeah, I just saw the list. I haven't seen a story, so. Right, right. But. Baylor had the second longest active streak of weeks in the top 25, second only to, yes, you guessed it, UConn. But out of the poll this week after the two losses, uh, lost at home to Oklahoma State on Wednesday. Lost at West Virginia yesterday. Uh, maybe a, a bright spot from yesterday, Asia Blackwell played in the game. She played 10 minutes, 41 seconds. First time she had played, I heard Derek say on the broadcast, since December 18th, out with that uh, injury, undisclosed injury. But I think that's really good to get her back on the floor. Absolutely. It, uh, it is great that... She's back out there, and it's going to help them a ton. She's an all-conference, all-American player. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's uh, the first time Baylor hasn't the Baylor women haven't been ranked in the top twenty-five since two thousand four. Mm. Uh, Nineteen-year run, three hundred sixty-five consecutive polls. Golly, nineteen years. Yeah, it's wow, incredible, incredible run. I undershot it when I said a the, decade. The only longer runs were Tennessee at five hundred sixty-five. And UConn at 5.56. That's the longest streaks in the history of the 46-year poll. Golly, how about that? And UConn's is still active. Yes, so yes. They will they will pass Tennessee eventually and be number one on that list. But, yeah. All right, what was Baylor's how many weeks? Three? It was 365 consecutive 365. weeks. All right. They had been in the top AP Top 25 since January 5th, 2004, wow. including uh, – uh, that this is from the ESPN article. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So they're just outside the top 25, but they, they are outside the top 25. Wow. How about that? Wow. First time since January of 2004. So 19 years and uh, that's, uh, that's tough, but still plenty of season to go. Big 12, uh, I think is on the women's side is going to be uh, just as wide open as uh, as maybe the men's will be right now. Coming out of games over the weekend, Oklahoma and Texas are leading the league. They are four and one. Texas beat 15th ranked Iowa State yesterday, 68-53. OU beat Kansas in a battle of ranked teams. OU number 19, Kansas number 23 on Saturday, 81-73. So it's Texas and OU at the top at four and one. Then four schools tied for third at three and two in the conference. Oklahoma State, West Virginia, the two teams that beat Baylor this week, Iowa State and Baylor all at three and two. Kansas and Tech are two and three. Kansas State is one and four. TCU is 0 and five. Uh, And again, Baylor fell 74 65 yesterday on the road at West Virginia. Sarah Andrews, a big, big day for the Bears. She is on some kind of roll. Uh, 24 points for Sarah Andrews yesterday. 
And we mentioned uh, Asia Blackwell uh, saw action for the first time in almost a month, December 18th, last time she played. She played 10 minutes, 41 seconds, had a couple of points, a couple or three rebounds in the game, one assist, uh, and obviously limited minutes, you know, her first time back. But And I think all of those came, or the majority of those came in the second quarter yesterday. But Aaron, really good to have Asia Blackwell back out there. I mean, that is a huge plus to add to your lineup. Yeah, once she gets back in the swing of things and gets, you know, I'm sure that they're going to slowly ramp her minutes up. But once she gets back to playing full time, she's a difference maker. And I can't wait until that happens. So good news there. Tough news is Baylor 0-2 last week falls out of the top 25. Uh, for the first time since January of 2004. Back in action Wednesday night, 7 o'clock in the Farrell Center, hosting Kansas State. That's next for the Baylor women, 7 o'clock Wednesday, home against Kansas State. This weekend, uh, they will host Texas on Sunday afternoon, 4 o'clock Sunday, Baylor versus Texas in the Farrell Center. So a big week ahead for Nikki Collin and the Baylor women. A couple of really good opportunities, need great crowds out there for both of those uh, Kansas State, Wednesday night at 7, Texas, Sunday at 4 for the Baylor women this week. All right, uh, what else from the weekend, Aaron? Uh, a lot of eyes on football, the NFL Super Wild Card weekend. <laughs> you were telling me when I got here, you were uh, you uh, had a clean sweep of predicting the games over the weekend. I did. With one to go. Right, but and I did pick the Cowboys tonight, so we'll see, but uh, the – I, f- I thought that the Baltimore-Cincinnati game would be close, but the Cincinnati would win. I didn't think it would go down to the last play, and I certainly did not think that Miami would have anything for Buffalo, um, and they almost won that game, yeah. but still they were able to pull it out. And uh, I don't know if that says more about Miami or Buffalo, but we'll find that out next week, I think. So the other results were uh, Jacksonville coming from 27, 27 down, down yeah. to beat the Chargers, 27 nothing. Chargers had a lead there. Did you hear about the guy with the bet? Did you hear about this? I, I've, I've heard a... I, re- I read this yesterday, I think. Chargers were up 27 to nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, the game, I don't know if that was second quarter. Yeah, at the second quarter, I think. Right. I think that was the half score, halftime score. Halftime, okay. Yeah. And he places a bet, $1.4 million for the Chargers to win. And you're not going to get very good odds when, you know, it's already, game's already halftime and the team you're betting on is already up 27 nothing. And uh, if he had won $1.4 million, he would have only won $11,000. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, you think about it, it's 27 to nothing. It's yeah. not like it was before the game. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're right. The odds would be astronomical. I didn't think they'd be that high, but yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. It doesn't happen a lot that you come back from that far down but it did it did yes <laughs> it did as uh the uh, trevor lawrence and the jaguars came back to win exciting finish there man and he was great he was so bad in the first half yeah. in his first playoff game and that just shows you you know he's so used to winning and so used to being good that he just shook it off he's like I- i'll be better in the second half and he was he was incredible in the second half you would have never guessed that he was so bad in the first half and Led them all the way back to a, a huge win. Man, he was so good uh, in the second half of that game. Huge win and a huge comeback. And Jacksonville moves on. They knock off the Clippers and not the Clippers, the uh, Chargers 
And uh, that guy with the bet, he's uh, $101.4 million Ugh, lighter man, in his back that's pocket. Tough. <laughs> he's tough. And, you know, a lot of a lot of bettors with money will do that. You take small wins yeah. on almost sure things. Yeah. But those sure things, not you, always. You've got to hit a lot for a long time to make up for the one time that there's a huge comeback like that. Yeah. And that's why I stay away from those. It's yeah. just eventually you're going to – it's eventually it's going to bite you. That's what I was going to ask you. What's the draw? I mean, why? You, basically, and I don't think a lot of professional gamblers gamblers do that. As a matter of fact, I don't think hardly any of them do it. But to to people that gamble a lot, it looks like free money. Okay, you're like, there's no way they're going to come back. Right. So it doesn't doesn't matter that I'm wagering one point three million. Right. It's a free eleven thousand dollars. Yeah. So. And eleven thousand dollars is nothing to sneeze at, but no, but you've if got you, one point four million sitting there. <laughs> kind of is, yeah. yeah. If you've got one point yeah. four million to gamble, eleven thousand is is just pocket change. It really is. It's just <laughs> such a bad bet. Yeah, yeah. It's the risk is super super low, but it is still there, as he found out the hard way. All right, so uh, it's a big win for Jacksonville. Forty uh, Nine ers also won. That's who the winner of tonight. What you got? There's nobody that's going to beat the 49ers. Really? Not in the NFC. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe Buffalo or or Kansas City in the Super Bowl or the, or the Bengals. I mean, I think yeah. I have no idea which one of those three is going to make it out, but I have no doubt that it'll be one of those three. And I am 100% convinced that, that San Francisco is going to win the NFC and be in the Super Bowl. You'd put $1.4 million on that. I would not, but <laughs> 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 I uh, – I may look at what what's the odds of them making the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh-huh. they're probably not great, uh-huh. but I, I'm going to look and see because I'm I'm pre- they've just looked incredible. Not only this weekend, but pretty much the last month, they've been rolling everybody. They're they're playing the best football in the NFL at the right time. Well, and that's who the winner of tonight's game gets uh, <laughs> next week. And tonight it's the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Uh, that'll be fun to watch. Uh, final one on the Super Wild Card weekend. What do you think about that game tonight? I think the Cowboys will win it. Yeah. I think it'll be. Uh, I I predicted thirty to seventeen, and I think that still sounds about right. I think they'll be able to get pressure on Brady, and I think that they'll be pretty ba- balanced enough on offense to where Dak will hopefully keep the mistakes to a minimum and have a good game. And and I, I think they I think they should win pretty easily, but. There was no easy wins this weekend to be had, so it would be a first. Yeah. Let me see. Well, I guess except for the 49ers. That was, yeah. But that game was close for most of the game. The 49ers really pulled away in, in late in the game or, or in the second half. But at one point that game was 18-17. to 17, wow. And then the 49ers scored 20-something unanswered, and it was not a game. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the Seahawks were able to – to kind of hang in there for most of the most of the game, about two thirds of it, and then San Francisco did what San Francisco's been doing for the last month. And somebody told me this yesterday that uh, the Cowboys kind of their history this year was they play very well in a week after a loss. They have not lost consecutive games all year. Okay, okay. so yeah, that's that's very true, and I think that statistic is more relevant than. They've never beat Tom Brady. That they haven't won on a road playoff game since the last Super Bowl season, and mm-hmm. I believe '94. I'm like those; those stats don't 
don't do a lot for me because they don't – I guess Tom Brady correlates more than not winning a road game in a long time, but he's not the Tom Brady and hasn't been all year of even even two years ago. He was – he had a disappointing season last year that ended early, um, and he is just that. Di- that offense has been terrible for almost the entire year, and the Cowboys' defense has been really good for almost the entire year. So I think that'll be the difference. All right, that'll be fun to watch. It's tonight. It's on a- ABC and ESPN, and here, right on ESPN Central Texas, coming up tonight. Am I right? Yes, we okay. will have it right here on ESPN Central Texas. <laughs> just double checking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that'll wrap up the uh, Super Wild Card Weekend Cowboys and Tampa Bay Bucks coming up tonight. Uh, speaking of which, Matt Mosley is coming up next, and I'm sure he'll have a lot of thoughts on the Cowboys and the Cowboys and the Bucks. And uh, who does he have scheduled? We have uh, Bill Jones, who's the sports director for CBS 11 in Dallas. He will come on and give us a his preview. I gave you a preview, but he will give his preview coming up at 420. Then we'll have Campus Confidential at 440. Lots of transfer portal and coaching change news. And uh, then in the 5 o'clock hour, we will probably talk more Cowboys, but we'll also talk Baylor men's and women's basketball. And we will discuss a phenomenal, phenomenal, as we just did, wild card weekend. Yeah. Very good. All right, all that coming up with Matt Mosley, top of the hour, four to six. Keep it here. Cowboys football after that. Uh, Cowboys and the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks coming up this evening. So that's the Matt Mosley show that is straight ahead. Remember, game time, weekday mornings. No Tom Barfield this week. He is uh, on the love boat Must be all nice. week. All week. Take a week off whenever you want. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> nice. Good for him. I'm, I'm happy for him. So Tom is away, but uh, Ward and Ryan will uh, man the controls uh, for game time. Weekday morning, 7 to 9, right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, uh, let's give you some birthdays before we move out of here. Danny Price's birthday today. Danny with Baylor Softball. Uh, Good timing. Her birthday today. They start practice tomorrow for Baylor Softball. So, uh, Danny, happy birthday to you. Bobby Wilson's birthday is today. Kyle Keller, Coach Kyle Keller's birthday is today. Jack Schrader's birthday. Hunter Anderson, uh, we work together with Baylor Vision. Uh, Allison Sorley's birthday is today. Happy birthday to Allison. Mm, Sam Bennett, Phil Bennett's son, his birthday is today. Mm, Holly Walsh, uh, Autumn Outlaw, happy birthday to Autumn. And who else? Uh, I think that's it. That's uh, that's the birthday list that I have. Aaron, who would you add to that list? A few today. Kate Moss turns 49. The original Halloween movie turns 75. And country legend Ronnie Millsap turns 80. Very nice. Good list. Happy birthday to those folks. Hey, we got to move out of here. We appreciate you being with us. Thanks to Kristen Hankins for being on with us. Baylor spirit and tradition Stay tuned. Matt Mosley is next. We'll talk to you at tomorrow in the 3 p.m. hour live from Lubbock. This is a highly listened to program.